Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. You need to make sure everybody gets on the same page. We, we would have had a much greater chance of, of winning if I would have stepped up and not be scared and call a timeout. Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. You know, I get to share a little bit about my message. And the message today is going to be about the four steps of how to communicate when stress happens because there's different ways how to how to do stress right there's, there's different ways how we how we might change up what happens when stress hits it i'm going to give an example of you know when stress happens what were the what were the key causes of success or or failure but um before i get started i want to just ask you guys to if you haven't already subscribe rate and review so this is how uh, my message of the shark effect and, you know, the qualities of high performance, how this organically gets out there. So if you could uh, do me a favor is to be able to subscribe, share it and give it a review. So, you know, we all know how to communicate. And for me, I like to break things down to the simplest, to the simple Simplest of the simple. And communication is nothing but sharing or how you share. 
So the imparting or exchanging of information or news. So, and there's four different ways how you can communicate, right? So that's verbal. And with verbal, you know, you're talking or it could be yelling. But how you do that in an effective way is being strong and confident and clear, right? But also how to communicate is active listening. So really paying attention to the person or the people that are sharing their, their message or their information, right? Nonverbal. So this is when like body language or facial expressions, you know, when they come into, you know, come into uh, this area, you have to be intentional, right? You want to be intentional when you're communicating nonverbally, right? And you want to make sure it matches your intent. And what I mean by that is when you're, you know, somebody gives you some bad information and you're nodding your head in agreement, but, you know, you might have a look on your face like you're not, you don't want to agree. You know, you want to just make sure you you match what your intention is. Okay. Uh, the third thing is written, right? Writing things down, sharing information like that. Um, I know this is big for my for my my younger audience, my teenage audience, you know, communicating online or on social media. Um, and with that, you just want to strive for simplicity. Right? I'm a simple man, so this this goes right into my wheelhouse. But strive for simplicity and then take time to review what you take. Take time. Review it before you press send. Okay. And then the fourth one is visual. Okay. So visual when you're communicating. Um, uh, and it's not, you know, it's not um, our nonverbal, but I'm talking about visual where you have presentations, you have slides or something like that. You just want to be able to consider your audience. Okay. You want to be clear. Okay. So those are four the four ways on how you communicate, right? Verbal, nonverbal, written, and visual. So my second year in the NFL, um, this is early on in the season. Uh, I was with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, we have our new coach, Mike Ditka, and I'm starting. So my first year, I wasn't starting. I was, I was, uh, I was just relegated to to nickel. Um, but my second year, I'm starting. I'm starting cornerback. And we're playing in the New York Giants. And so uh, our, our, our defensive coordinator, his name is Zavin Uralian. So Zavin is originally, he's from, he's from Greece. For he's Greek. And so with that, he has a strong Greek or Grecian, I don't know how you say that, but he has a strong accent. Okay, very strong accent. And I've known him, I've known Zabin since when I was uh, attending high school in Colorado Springs because at the time he was coaching football at, uh, um, at Colorado University, the Buffaloes. So he recruited me, so I had a, I've known him for a while. But, uh, but he was our defensive coordinator. So, you know, with, with that, whether it's in high school, college, or in the pros, you're always going to have ways to communicate. And one of the most effective ways from a coach to a player is hand signals, right? Because 
you know, it's not like in practice where nobody is there, you know, just the players. No, we're playing in front of thousands of people. So it gets loud. So we have a set um, signals for different plays. Okay. So with that, we're playing the Giants and this is a close game. I mean, it's getting down. I think we're, we are up by a couple of points and they're driving, like, they're driving to score, and it, I know they have to score a touchdown to win. It's not just a field goal. So I think we're only, I mean, we're up by four. But um, so they're driving. Uh, Zavin makes a play call, right? He makes a play call, and instead of signaling the play in, which he has been doing all practice, all preseason, all training camp, and actually throughout this game, signaling in the play, he ends up yelling the play. So he's yelling the play in. It's a stressful time. It's the last, under the last two minutes of the ball game, and he decides to start yelling the play in. Now, here's the thing. So there's a couple of points I want you guys to, to, to lock in on this. We had two coverages that sounded alike. We had cover four, and then we, and then we had far. It was called cover four, and then far. And in cover four, this is zone coverage. And when we get into the red zone, cover four is not a great play call. It's not a great play call. So in practice, he had said that, he had mentioned that, hey, cover four, we, you know, we're not going to run that into the red zone. So, okay, all right. But cover, or it's not even a cover, it's just far. And it's one easy, simple hand signal out to the side, arm straight. And far was a coverage or a defensive play call where wherever the back was offset, that's where the blitz was coming. So the so the blitz was coming wherever the back was set. That's a better play call for in the red zone. So that's one thing, right? So two coverages, they sound kind of alike. And imagine a coach is yelling from the sidelines, but we are playing away. It's, it's very loud. There's 72,000 people in the stands. Okay? So we have that issue. The next issue is our linebacker. I'm just gonna, his name is Mark. Actually, he's the best athlete I've ever played with or against. And but Mark is Mark didn't um, how do I say this? He was very like you give him one thing at a time. He doesn't like to think. He doesn't play fast when he has to think. Okay, I'm gonna leave it at that. He's getting the signal in. Now, I know the linebacker has to, has to communicate that to everybody else on the defense, right? He has to communicate that. 
So we're waiting for a hand signal. We don't get it. We see, uh, we hear Zavin yelling it in, yelling the play in, and we're kind of confused. And then Mark tells us the coverage, which was he told us four. Now I'm in my second year. I hear that, and I'm like, that's not the right coverage. That's not the that's not the right coverage to run. A and then B, I can I'm one of the closer ones that I can hear Zaving calling it, and I hear far. Mark here hears four. So with that, we end up losing the game. We was in the wrong coverage. We was in the wrong defense in that situation. And we end up losing the game. And so when I strip this down, I'm going to go a little bit deeper on this, on how to communicate under stress. I'm going to go a little bit deeper. But these are the four steps, right, that after I broke this down to myself is I think there's some really, you know, good nuggets in here. Number one, and I think you guys already can see this, is when stress happens, you want to stay consistent in how you communicate. You want to stay consistent. If you're shooting out an email to whoever you're communicating to, don't switch to text. Don't switch to social media. Okay? Stay consistent. If you're going to communicate like one-on-one, face-to-face, that's one thing. But you shouldn't be switching from one form to another on how you communicate. It can be uh, confusing. It can be distracting. Um, it's, just, it's just a bad way when stress happens. You want to stay consistent. Number two, know your audience. And who you're communicating with. Right? We all knew Mark was a superstar athlete, Pro Bowl caliber player. He was a he did go to the Pro Bowl, but he didn't function in a in a great place when he was put under stress. When you give them multiple things to think about and have to communicate, it slowed him down. So I think knowing your audience and who you're communicating with would have helped us out. If Zavin knew that Mark was the one that was getting all the plays in, he should have known not to change up how he communicate. Stick to the plan, especially especially with Mark that was, you know, telling us what Zavin was telling us so we can all be on the same page. Right? It's one thing for one person to be different and for all of us to be, if we're going to successful teams, if you're going to be right, everybody be right. You're going to be wrong, everybody be wrong. Third thing, understand the situation. Understanding the situation. We're playing in a hostile environment. We're on the road. It's loud. We 
are winning, but the Giants are driving. You know, they have the momentum. We need to be clear and exact. Everybody needs to know what the situation is. Yes, it's stressful, but we still need to stick to our assignments. And here's the fourth thing. And here's something that I take onus, especially in this story, is don't be scared to call a timeout. Don't be scared to call a timeout. I was the one that was closest to the sideline that can hear Zabin yelling out the play. And then I turn, I look to Mark, and he is calling the wrong play. I should have called the timeout. I should have. Don't be, don't be scared to call a timeout if you feel that even in this stressful situation, you need to make sure everybody gets on the same page. We, we would have had a much more greater chance of, of winning if I would have stepped up and not be scared and call a timeout. To repeat, it's stay consistent how you communicate. Know your audience. Know who you're dealing with. Know who you're communicating with. Understand the situation, how important it is. Understand the situation. And then the fourth thing is when there's miscommunication, when things are not right, not everybody's on the same page, call a timeout. Make sure everybody is on the same page. Uh, this was a short one today. But I want to make sure that you guys get this. Like I said, I, I deal, I, I try to be simple. I mean, because that's how I, that's how I work. And I try to break things down to the foundational principles. And it just, it helps me out and I'm sure it can help out many other people. So, uh, thanks for, for listening to this week's episode. Next week, I'm going to have a fire guest. You guys are gonna be, don't want to miss that. I'm going to have a great guest on next week. But, um, you know, please continue to, to share, to, re to rate and review. And if you want more information um, about what I do, uh, you can always go visit my website. It's alexmolden.com. I try to keep it simple. All right. I try to keep it simple. So keep challenging yourselves. Have other people challenge you, people that you trust, that can challenge you to become better better in whatever area that you need to be better at keep it sharp in your camera. thanks for listening to this week's episode of the shark effect podcast if you enjoyed what you heard today please share it with a friend and if you haven't already subscribe rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player if you have any questions comments or feedback for us you can reach me directly at the sharkeffect.com Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking to tr transition. 
what, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down. I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter developing your own procedures creating relationship roadmaps using adversity to your advantage right because we all go through tough times but how do you flip it how do you use it to power you okay and then developing your own standards so these are things that can help anybody not just not just athletes now there's some stories in there you know, that covers topics that that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.